There are so many factors contributing to our clutter at any given time. Psychological phenomena, like the endowment effect or loss aversion, all the way to socioeconomic factors, such as consumerism. But do you want to know the number one reason that I see come up over and over again that's likely the same reason that you have clutter if this is a struggle area for you? If so, let's dive in. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. Clutter is such a struggle area for so many people in their homes, and I think that it's really important that you get down to the heart of why it exists and why it's hard to get rid of in order to actually make changes. You have to know where you are in order to get to where you're going, right? So that's part of why I think that it's so important that you understand why you likely have trouble letting go of things, and that's contributing to your clutter. And if you don't do the work, then you end up just accepting defeat with wherever you are. And that is one of my biggest pet peeves. One thing that irritates me above all else is somebody accepting defeat in something prematurely. Here's a little example of that. Matt's gotten a lot better about this, but it used to be that if he couldn't find something like tweezers or nail clippers after looking in two different places, he would throw his hands up in the air, you know, like, well, I guess we just don't have nail clippers anymore. Totally accept defeat in that area. Now, of course, that's just a little thing that hasn't even made a dent in our relationship, but in general, it's a pet peeve of mine. I mean, to me, there are solutions and alternatives, but defeat is never acceptable. But so many people just accept defeat in their homes and their schedules and essentially in how they live and experience life. People make excuses like, I'm just so busy, or I'm bad at time management, or I'm not organized, or I'm just a hot mess. But excuses are not solutions. I like to call excuses sugar-coated defeat. It reminds me of what Mark Manson calls victimhood chic. I call this phenomenon victimhood chic clutter collectors because our excuses, at least in our own minds, can place us in a position of feeling victim to our situation or our surroundings. We can even use other people like our partner, kids, or family members members as a scapegoat to put us in a position of being victim to our clutter situation. So of course, I'm not denying the impact that our upbringing or natural traits can play on your environment. I mean, obviously it is a part of your mind and therefore it's going to be reflected into your environment without some extra effort. But extra effort or struggle does not equal defeat. So yeah, some of us may have to try a little bit harder to curb the shopping or to release some attachments to stuff if you're holding on to too much. But struggle again, does not equal defeat. I mean, this may sound a little bit harsh, but it's actually really good news because it's like Marie Forleo says, everything is figure outable. Everything is figure outable. So if you really want to have the space that gives you room to breathe and makes you feel good and gives you energy every day, you can have that. And this is true regardless of the obstacles or inherited difficulties or mess of a schedule that you may have become accustomed to living with. Your personal environment is a reflection of your mind every single time, which is key to what we're going to be talking about here today. So what is the number one reason for clutter? Well, it may come as a surprise to you, but the number one reason across the board is fear. 
Trust me, I've spoken to so many people who truly want to change their clutter situation. Some people have even said things like, I wish that it would all burn to the ground so that I could just start fresh. And you may think, why would anybody wish something like that or even think something like that when they could just get rid of the clutter, right? Just get rid of it. Well, you may not see it like this, but it's like those mounds of clutter are a shell of protection offering false security. I think on some level, we can all relate to this, right? Like we all have something that maybe strikes an emotional chord in us or brings on a fond memory or makes us feel secure and cozy. And there's not anything inherently wrong with that, right? Just like there's nothing wrong with eating a candy bar. But what about 10 candy bars or 20 or 50? At some point, that comfort turns into sabotage. Now, in my experience, there are four primary types of fear that I see come up over and over again that really sabotage our environments with clutter. Number one is fear of the future. So this is that typical better to have it and not need it than needed and not have it, right? That whole over-preparing. It's like a squirrel gathering nuts for the winter, holding on to all of these things because who's to say you won't need it, right? Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what you might need someday or what might happen in the future. So we tend to hold on to things to over-plan and over-prepare in case you need something someday. But generally that someday never comes. And what you're left with is a bunch of unopened objects that are taking up your drawer space and your closet space or outfits that you've only worn once or gifts that were given by somebody that you're holding on to because maybe you'll need it, but you've never even used the thing. So if you ever hear yourself saying, I might need this someday, then that could be a clue that you're holding on to it out of a fear of the future. Number two is a fear of the past. This is particularly hard for people who consider themselves to be overly sentimental. So somebody will go down to their basement to go through a bunch of boxes and do a whole decluttering sweep, and they go down there with the mindset of, I know I'm not gonna be able to actually get rid of all this stuff. I'm gonna have to find a place to put it. It can be difficult going through maybe your kid's old toys or hand-me-downs from your mom or your grandma or things that somebody left you. It's this fear of losing parts of yourself or parts of your past or maybe forgetting pieces of your past if you were to let that item go. Because we tend to infuse our belongings with our own emotion. We infuse them with memories. We attach them and associate them with different points in our lives. And so that can make it really difficult whenever you're trying to make space for yourself and you have all of these things that have all of these memories attached and then you have trouble detaching. There's this fear of losing or forgetting the past. But it's important to understand that the past still exists even without that belonging. Number three is fear of judgment or what other people are gonna think or feel. This generally comes in the form of obligation or guilt. It's really common with gifts. Um, it's like, you know, my mom gave this to me and I don't wanna hurt her feelings by not holding on to it, even though it's not my style or I'm never gonna use it or I'm never gonna wear it. You know, I hear this coming up a lot and it's tricky because it's dressed up as something nice, as something good, right? We all wanna be good people and it feels like the right thing to do to hold on to things for the sake of not hurting or offending somebody else. But here's what you're doing. You're taking this simple fact of, I have this thing, I'm not using it, so I'll give it to someone who will. And you're adding all of these storylines, all these layers of story and how you project that somebody else is going to feel about it and what could potentially happen in the future if you were to get rid of this thing. And then that person comes over to your house and all of a sudden you don't have it. You know, you add all of these little layers of story to a simple fact, which is you're not using the thing. You don't like the thing and somebody else could potentially be getting value out of it. And number four is a people's favorite and that is a fear of being wasteful. 
boy, do I hear this one a lot. Um, I've even had a lady who was holding on to like half used perfume bottles that she had had since college. And she was like in her fifties or sixties at the time. So it had been decades since she had actually used these perfume bottles, but she was still having such a hard time letting them go because I mean, they still smell good. She still liked the way they smelled and it just felt wasteful to get rid of it. So she would hold on to it for another year or two. And then every time she would go back to decluttering that bathroom and come back across it, she would convince herself again that she was going to start using these perfumes because she didn't want to be wasteful. We do this all the time. I hear this in so many different versions from so many different people, you know, from like, I bought these really expensive shoes to use for a job and I no longer work at that job. So I'm not wearing these shoes, but they cost so much money. It feels wasteful to donate them or to get rid of them. And people really toil over not being able to get back every dime that they paid for something or not being able to get back a good value of money. And the thing is, something's monetary value really only is what people are willing to pay for it. Maybe you should consider that the monetary value that you're placing on that thing might not be aligned. It might not be aligned with the current trends or with the demand. And waste fear is such a massive struggle that I'm definitely going to have to give it its own video at some point to just for the people who know that they have issues with feeling wasteful all the time. But let's talk about just one really quick reframe when it comes to feeling wasteful. Because is it really more wasteful to store something in your closet or in your drawer to where it's taking up your space inside of your home, space that you're paying for, or to give it to somebody who's actually going to use and get value out of that thing? Which one is really more wasteful? Now, I have a whole masterclass that really breaks down moving beyond mental attachments and emotional attachments to create totally holistic clutter-free spaces. It's called My Holistic Clutter-Free Formula and I will put the link down in the description. So what does this fear look like and how do you get past it? Well, fear makes you an information hoarder. This is something I see over and over again because it's easier to collect a bunch of information and to just information hoard and collect all these checklists and you know blog posts and pins on Pinterest and all that. It's easier to do that and feel productive than it is to actually go through the hard work of letting things go. Those mental attachments to stuff, the emotions of letting go, all of that is harder. It's, it's less comfortable, right? And we don't like to feel uncomfortable. But at the same time, our environment is uncomfortable because it's bombarded with clutter, right? So you got to do something. So people turn to information hoarding, following multiple teachings, but putting none of them to practice, trying to inspire themselves beyond the fear. But you've probably noticed that the information hoarding doesn't work. The clutter is still there. So at the end of the day, what's the answer? Are you supposed to just give up and feel bad about yourself? Of course, the answer is simple. You just have to do it afraid. Growth never comes from being comfortable. And it can be scary knowing that you can live the exact life that you want. You just have to do it afraid. And if you're already ready to take action, then I definitely recommend that you start with my free masterclass, my holistic clutter-free formula. The link is down in the description. 